Chop Talk is brought to you by the Kosho School of Karate's premium martial arts training equipment. Frustrated with the low quality of the big manufacturers, the hassle and expense of custom-made equipment, or the months-long delivery times offered by the Japanese brands, if your order ever arrives at all, Kosho offers Makiwara, iron sandals, specialty punching bags, and other premium martial arts training equipment, all at great prices and great delivery times. Kosho equipment is guaranteed to be high quality and heavy duty, exactly what serious traditional martial artists demand. Contact the Kosho School of Karate for more information. Go to www.koshoequip.com or email koshoschoolofkarate at gmail.com. Kosho, premium martial arts training equipment for the serious martial artist. Hey everybody, this is Chop Talk, and I'm your host, Nate England. If you like the show, please help spread the word by sharing it on Facebook, Twitter, and any of your social media networks. Write a review and give us a five-star rating. Check out photos and links from this week's show on the Chop Talk Facebook page. And of course, share this podcast with everyone at your dojo, even if your dojo's in quarantine. This is a small show. We don't pay for advertising, so the only way for it to grow is for you to spread the word. This week, Masahiro Imafuji joins the show. Imafuji-sensei is the host of the Kendo Podcast, which you can find at www.kendo-podcast.com. He is also the author of the Kendo Guide website, www.kendo-guide.com, where you can find a ton of great information on Kendo, including books, videos, and web courses. This is for Kendo practitioners of every level, from complete beginners, intermediate, all the way to advanced students. You should also check out the Kendo Guide YouTube channel, which has a bunch of great videos, including some interesting discussions on its Kendo talk show, and some recent videos giving tips on training at home during the COVID quarantines. Here, Imafuji started Kendo at seven years old under Juichi Surumaru, Keisuke Maruyama, and Masayoshi Miyazaki at the Shubukan Dojo in Itami City, Japan. Now, this dojo is over 250 years old. In today's show, we talk about Imafuji's early training at this dojo, the differences in promotion between kendo and karate, his experiences teaching in South America, and how his podcast and website got started. As a kendo practitioner, he is, of course, a member of the national organization, the All-United States Kendo Federation, and the regional federation, the East Central U.S. Kendo Federation, which I also belong to, as does our dojo, the Kosho School of Karate here in Cincinnati. Now, not everyone realizes this, but I'll say it again. The Kendo Federation also includes Iaido and Jodo. Now, last year, Imafuji Sensei was the acting president of the ECUSKF, and he played a major part in organizing the 2019 Cincinnati Jodo Seminar and Promotion Exam. So thanks again to Imafuji Sensei for helping with that and making it possible. If you'd like to know more about Masahiro Imafuji, check out www.kendo-guide.com, www.kendo-podcast.com, or the Kendo Guide channel on YouTube. Imafuji Sensei's Dojo is right next door in Indiana, and you can find out more about that at www.gotokukan, that's G-O-T-O-K-U-K-A-N, dash Imafuji, dash dojo.com, and also www.mudokwan.com, that's M-U-D-O-K-W-A-N. 
Our discussion started with a bad Skype connection, so some of the early introductions and formalities were unfortunately lost, and we jump right into the meat of the discussion. So, thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about your, your background in Kendo and how you got started? Okay, so I started Kendo when I was seven, and uh, at the dojo called Shubukan. Uh, in Itami City, uh, and then the, the dojo has a long history. Uh, it's, it's established, established. It's founded about 250 years ago. <laughs> so, 250 uh, <laughs> years ago? 250 years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, the, it's been moved around a little bit. You know, we had uh, like wars and blah, blah, blah. So, right. but originally it's, uh, it was built 250 years ago, and then now we had a great sensei as Shihan um, uh, master instructors, like mm-hmm. you know, for, from Budo Semongako, which is a Budo vocational college, and mm. uh, you know, back in old days, probably you know about that. But, I've heard about that. Uh, yeah, and you know, great. Like eight, no, 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 I think there was tenth down sensei once, uh, or tenth down was the highest uh, down in Kindle, mm. and we don't have that anymore. And so tenth down sensei was Shihan once, and then ninth down sensei, uh, which was the highest for a while. Right <laughs> after they uh, removed tenth down. Right, and then they remove nice down <laughs> because oh, we can't be as good as uh, those sensei. Okay, be, so we're not, we're, yeah, we're not gonna have nice down anymore, and then now eight down is the highest. So we have uh, we have history, and we have these great senses as Shihan at the dojo, and then I have happened to be you know live there when I was a kid, so yeah. I, I started kindle there. Because my classmates were doing kendo too, so okay. it kind of, you know, it was a big, uh, it was a big thing back then doing kendo because uh, we had a, lo- a lot of kids back then, and then uh, baseball was the uh, big thing. It still is big thing in Japan, but sure. because uh, of a lot of kids. Uh, we had a baby. We are like my my generation is a baby boomer generation mm. so in japan so a lot of kids were doing kendo back then so that's that's how i got into kendo okay so was this part of like your uh, you said you were seven years old was this part of like a grade school program where you were you were learning in school or was this like an outside activity that you that your parents signed you up for Right, that's that's outside activities. It's nothing to do with uh, school uh, activities. Okay, and and le- and let me ask uh, also. So you mentioned the the change from tenth don to ninth don. So you know, I I started in in karate, and I think a lot of the listeners are in karate where the highest rank is at tenth don. W- when did that change happen okay. in in kendo, where it went from tenth being the highest to now eighth is? Well, uh, it's kind of, I don't, I don't know exact numbers. I don't remember. Right. <laughs> you know, the exact year or, um, I think after 
last 10th Dan, I think after World War II, obviously, they were still there. Hmm. Oh, the <laughs> so it's been, it's been a while. Ninth Dan, because uh, <laughs> uh, my sensei became ninth Dan when I was, I think, 15 or something. Hmm. And so, so it's been a while. And he was, and then my, another Shihan was eighth down, and he was going to take ninth down exam, but then they uh, kind of, you know, decided, okay, no more ninth down. So hmm. it's quite recent, though. They, uh, they decided not to give ninth down to anyone anymore. About 20 years ago. Okay. Years ago, I was 20. Right now. A, long, a little bit long, uh, maybe 30 years ago, maybe. Mm. Around there. It, so it, 10 down, maybe a little bit you know, older, of course, mm-hmm. before. Mm. So so I think that's, that's important for people who aren't familiar with with Kendo or actually or Jodo or Yaido, that if you hear that someone's a, a Kendo 8th Don, that's as high as it goes, you know. Um, you know, if you're yeah. thinking, you know, I think, oh, that guy's only an eighth don. Well, I know a karate ninth don. It's like, well, yeah, but the karate guy has one more he could go up. The, the kendo guy's as, as high as it gets. Now, were you joking when right. you were you joking when you said it was because you can they they thought they could never be as high as these old masters. You could never equal that tenth don. Uh, no, uh, not really, because, uh, you know, whatever the, they, they decide, they decide, you know, at the top level, so we don't really know exactly why they decided not to give away anymore. Right. But uh, this, the fact, there's one fact that the people started uh, returning their ninth dance. I don't deserve it. Mm. I, I don't need it. I'm not as good as my sensei. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve it. They started doing that. And then go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you guys start doing that, I mean, no one's going to get it. I mean, no one can rec- will receive it anymore. Right. So, and they said, okay, let's not to give, give away any, anymore. Maybe there are more, you know, more political issues. You know, you, you, we always have political issues sure. anyway. But uh, I think that's main reason. Like, you know, we say the more, the, the better you get, the more humble you get. Mm. So, you know, these senses start going, oh, no, I don't deserve it, I don't deserve it, and then, well, then let's not to have it anymore. So probably that's the natural flow they kind of uh, followed, I think. Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's one rumor. <laughs> that's, that's that's very interesting. That's a it's I, I that it, mindset is is sort of fascinating. You know, I don't deserve it. I shouldn't have it. So yeah. then, all right, we'll get rid of it. Um, right. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I just said yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so uh, now. What was it that drew you to kendo as opposed to, I'm assuming that there were judo clubs around, maybe even, you know, uh, karate clubs, um, baseball. What was it that attracted you to kendo? That's great because I think it's really, 
my friends were doing kendo. I mean, they started, I mean, kind of they kind of dragged me into it. So I didn't really look into other muscles. And I didn't really, I don't think I knew what kendo was. Mm. I just went to the dojo because my friends, uh, you know, grabbed me to go. So I think that's how it started. I don't really remember. Apparently, I told my parents I wanted to do kendo. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and you just stuck with it ever since. Yeah, I wanted to quit, though. I wanted to quit really badly because that's a dojo. You know, it's not a club, right? It's a uh -huh. dojo. The senseis were so scary. <laughs> really? Oh, man, they, I mean, that's kind of old style. You know, they whack you with bokto and everything. And then, oh, man, that's scary. That's a dojo, man. <laughs> that's not a club. <laughs> so, so that's interesting. Can, can you go into that a little bit, the difference between a, a dojo and a club? What is the difference? Well, club is more like, a, uh, let's say club. Club to me is, Oh, like high school basketball club at school. Um, you know, they do they pl practice after school to have fun, or you know, they have competitions, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So they train hard. I mean, especially I mean, I don't know about uh, clubs here in the U.S. because I came to the U.S. when I was like, well, I meant twenty, maybe fifteen years ago. So I, I was all, already old, so I don't really know uh, how you guys. Uh, practice of the uh, mm -hmm. club activities here but in japan it's kind of like easiest to put it's kind of military mm. <laughs> you do it you know you train hard train hard and then just go you know uh you win for to the to tournament so that kind of stuff okay and but dojo on the other hand the dojo is kind of uh it's a really special place so, so if you want to put it that way we, I didn't go to the dojo to win tournaments, because mm. <laughs> of course I didn't know that. I right. didn't know what kendo was to start with. So, uh, but you know, we just did as a school after school activity. It's not school. I don't have to go. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to go. Uh, it's not compulsory. I chose to go. Mm. And but they give you such a hard time. <laughs> it's not a fun activity at all. Oh. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's not like oh, hey kids, let's have a fun. It's not like that. Yeah, you are here. You train your butt off. Kind of thing. You take pain. Right. Why do we? Why do we pay to get pay? You know, get <laughs> get get ass kicked. Uh, sorry, man. I should have said that. That's so okay. It's like, it's, it was, I mean, it's like that. So. so can you give us an example? What was that, what was that early training like? Uh, you know, it's like, I think it's pretty formatted. Like, um, for kids, we do basics, pretty much the same as all muscles, basics, repetition. Uh, you go through the basic, I think three months or something, and then you put bogu, you know, we can, in kinder we have armor, mm -hmm. protections, you know, helmet and all, and we put armor on and then start working each other. 
And yeah, so pretty much really the same as what we do here now. So it's right. kind of repetition. It's boring. Kids don't like bo- you know, boring stuff, but we just right. have to go through all of that. So. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I never thought about... <laughs> Whacking another guy with a sword is boring, but I, I guess if you're a kid, you can be <laughs> whatever you're doing becomes boring. Yeah, so that whacking part is okay, but getting hit by other people is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> we right, didn't realize that until we get whacked on the head. Right. <laughs> So you uh, you wanted to quit, but obviously you stuck with it, uh, and you continued to practice through high school and college. Right, and I, w- I went to New Zealand for my university, so I didn't really oh. do any kindo in Japan. So, mm. uh, yes, until high school, yes. Well, I, I did. Uh, well, I did kindo uh, at a dojo. Uh, in New Zealand as well, but mm. not a, you know not as club activities. How long were you in New Zealand? Wow, it's a it's a beautiful country. I visited um, a few years ago. It was for vacation. It wasn't for any. It was one of the rare times I go on a trip and there's no martial arts involved. But but that was the time. Oh, really? um, <laughs> it was a. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. Now, did did they have? Was there? Um, was there a big kendo presence in New Zealand? It's not big. It's not really big, but it's getting bigger. I mean, the population itself is you know they don't have as many people as in Indiana as a country. Right. So it's a quite small country. <laughs> right. So, uh, but they do have kindle population. Quite, I think it's. I think about that. It's quite a big population. I don't know exactly the number, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's quite a bit. And they also go to uh, the world championship. Mm. And there's a well-known kindle sensei from New Zealand. His name is Alex Bennett. And he he translates most of the uh, old Japan Kindle Federation uh, publications. Oh, okay. And yeah, I think you guys, if you just go to uh, Amazon.com and go, uh, let's say, you know, oh, they recently he wrote uh, about Budo thing as well as just uh, karate. He translated karate book as well. Hmm. So if you just go on the, uh, Amazon and just type Alex Bennett uh, Kindle, you can see all his publications. So yeah. it's quite interesting. Oh, very cool. I'll check that out. Yep, yep, yep. So after New Zealand... So yeah, he, uh, I just... Yep. No, go ahead. Yeah, so he, we, have, uh, we have him in New Zealand, and his little brother, like Bennett, is... Uh, he went to Osaka Taiku Daigaku in Japan. Uh, Osaka Taiku Daigaku, Taiku Daigaku is like, I think Sports and Science University or mm. something like that. One of the strongest uh, universities in Kendo. And he trained there and he, he's a PhD, he had, holds PhD in sports, uh, sport coaching and uh, sport, what do you call it? 
uh, leadership. So um, he's coaching the new new generation now. So they they have really strong Kindle core people. So mm. it's, they're, they're doing very well, even though it's very small population in Kindle. This is Mike Tarvin of Tarvin Plumbing Company. You may have heard me answering questions as a plumbing expert on The Gary Sullivan Show over the years. I'm here today to make you aware of our company. We perform plumbing repairs of all types. We've been in business since 1907 through five generations of family members. That's 109 years of providing top quality workmanship and outstanding service. If you're having issues with leaks, stoppages, water heaters, fixtures, or piping, we're here to help. Spring rains may be taking a toll on your sump pump. To help out, ask us about our summer sump pump special. We can inspect the existing pump and replace it if necessary for a special summer price. We can also inspect or add a battery backup and other devices for extra security to keep you high and dry. We offer you peace of mind for your plumbing system with reliable, trustworthy service backed by years of experience. Tarvin Plumbing is a Cincinnati company with an appreciation of the wide range of plumbing challenges this city offers. So if you or someone you know has a need for plumbing repairs of any type, please think of us at Tarvin Plumbing. You can reach us at tarvinplumbing.com. That's tarvinplumbing.com. Thank you. So was the next stop after New Zealand, was it the U.S., or did you bounce around a little bit? I went to Guatemala. Okay. (laughs) I went to Guatemala uh, as a Japanese Peace Corps, like uh, Japanese government is sending young people all over the world as volunteer. So Japanese government pays our uh, living expenses and all called Japan Japan Inter- program. So Japan International Corporation Agency is the name of the uh, uh, institution that is taking care of uh, sending people to go to, uh, all over the, all over the world. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of volunteer. So Japanese government pays these volunteers uh, to go overseas to help uh, you know, the local people with, for in my case, Kindle. Wow. So in other cases, they have farming, or just just like Peace Corps yeah. uh, in America. So... We have the same kind of program in Japan. So I went to Guatemala on that program to teach Kindle. Well, that's amazing. Did the people in Guatemala, did they have a concept of what Kindle was, or or was this the first time they were seeing it? Uh, uh, There was one volunteer before me. Mm. And so they they already had, uh, there was a, the founder was, uh, he he knows about Japan, and he knew about Japan, and then his son went to Japan to study Kindle, and then they wanted to uh, make Kindle more popular in Guatemala, so that's why they went to talk to Japanese embassy, I think, mm. and then, you know, oh, we can get a, a Japanese instructor from Japan on this program. That's how I think they started. So they have kind of good idea of what Tinder is when I went there. Okay. That, that's really cool. That's a great experience. Uh, what made you decide to, to volunteer in, uh, for this program? I wanted to go around uh, the world, but I didn't have money. I just graduated <laughs> from university yeah. in, uh, in New Zealand, right? Right. I went back to Japan. I go, oh man, I want to go somewhere. I, and I have to see the world more. Mm-hmm. 
and what can I do? And you know, I was looking into a lot of things, and oh, you know, that's how. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, the motivation was like that. Now I I do have to I do have to say that I've noticed a little bit of a New Zealand twang in your English. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you did you pick I up some most of it? <laughs> Did you pick up some Spanish while you were in Guatemala? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I so all the volunteers have have to study uh, local language, and then we had uh, study. I studied Spanish before I went to Guatemala, mm. and I went to Guatemala. I started, you know, using Spanish. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not like a study guy. I just go there and pick up some stuff, guy. Right. So. Right. Uh, That's why I learned Japanese. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So um, uh, I went there and I started teaching in Spanish, but and then I found out they and some of them understood English. Mm. <laughs> and okay. I just quit speaking Spanish to them. So, <laughs> so I didn't so you... really learn spanish but i it can buy some you know beer right right <laughs> so so were you actually teaching teaching the kendo in english to the guatemalans uh yeah guatemalan people uh, some people can could understand Sp- uh english so i did speak to them in spanish uh, in english yeah and then if they uh, some people don't understand you know uh i understand English so they can translate hmm. but I mean some some uh, I actually I was teaching two different places so one group they understand English pretty well but the other group didn't understand English that well so I kind of spoke English Spanish English kind of you know whatever Spanish got the message across right <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah, they understand yeah however they understand I just did it. So right. So when did you come to the U.S.? U.S. two thousand four, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, two thousand four. That's sixteen years ago. And and what what brought you here? Yeah. I mean, did you have another opportunity to teach kendo, or was it work or family? No, just I was. I just wanted to see. Uh, America. So I was working after that, after Guatemala, I did some other stuff. And then I worked in Tokyo and I was kind of supporting those. I was selling this, you know, uh, going, studying overseas program to those people who want to go overseas and study. Mm. And while I was selling those products and I just, I thought I, I was, I was realizing that oh, I'm getting old. I have to go and do whatever I want to do. Oh, let's go to the U.S. So I came to the U.S. Okay. <laughs> and and you're you're yeah. in Indiana now. Did you start in Indiana? And if so, why Indiana? Oh, uh, uh, I went to West Virginia first because <laughs> of my my friend's friend was there. Okay. And I started. You know, I always. All I have is kendo, so I was thinking, I'm probably I can teach kendo at West Virginia University, mm. and maybe I can get a job here, and then probably I can stay here longer. Let's do that, and I started working on it. 
Right. And for you know non, I mean for foreigner, uh, you you know visa to stay. Right. Uh, in you know country, right? So oh man, what kind of visa should I get? And then I went to uh, international office in at West Virginia University. And I met my wife there. <laughs> okay. And she's from Indiana, and she already uh, applied a new job here in Indiana, and then she is going to move. Okay, mm. and I'm going to come with you, and then that's how I ended up with being in Indiana. <laughs> all right. So, so, so you decided you had all these choices for the visa, and you decided to go for the marriage visa. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I had, I've well, had some. That happened like that. Yeah, I've had some girls that have tried to pull that on me too, but uh, I didn't, I didn't go for it. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, <laughs> you didn't fall into that. <laughs> I didn't. Not so far. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so the uh, I, I know that in the Midwest there are there are kendo clubs around. Um, I, I grew up in Illinois and there's, there was the Bloomington normal kendo club because there was a, a Mitsubishi plant in that town. So oh. a, kin, a kendo club came okay. up and you know, there's one in Cincinnati. They're, they're, they're here and there. So they are scattered around the U S. So when you got to Indiana, right. um, you had some people to train with. Right. <laughs> Not right away though. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we only have one, uh, you know, the active kindle club in Indiana, in Indianapolis. We have one uh, kindle club oh. where I instruct now, mm-hmm. and that's probably it. And now we have another kindle club at YMCA. I used to teach at YMCA too, but mm-hmm. then I, you know, a lot of, uh, I didn't have any issues with YMCA, but the way I had to teach was not ideal, so I quit teaching there. But uh, now they, another, uh, some other people are teaching at YMCA, but it's not very strong as a club. So if I think about it, it's only one active strong club mm. in Indianapolis and also one in uh, Purdue University. But okay. That's far up north so and they belong to another federation hmm. uh so it's kind of uh in indianapolis only one and the way i live now is uh, about one hour away from the dojo oh, and wow. we don't yeah we have nothing around here no kendo dojo or no proper uh, martial arts clubs around here so Unfortunately, but yeah, where, where kinda, are you? I couldn't find uh, find a dojo right away. So, where are you living? In, in this, you know, the the people who are listening to this show from, uh, you know, Germany have no idea, but I know Indiana a little oh. bit. Where are you? Where are you living in? In, in is, is it Indianapolis itself or a suburb? You know, uh, it's called Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. And it's a very north. It's, uh, if you drive 69 and go to the, the far north, it's a bit away in uh, Indianapolis and uh, Fort Wayne. Okay. That gives, yeah, that gives me pretty, a good idea. Pretty far. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I know there's a, 
uh, karate school in in Fort Wayne that uh, I've been to several times. Uh, so that that gives me a good idea where that oh, is. Okay. So, so as far as the the kendo in Indianapolis, I mean, you're it. You're the guy putting together the programs and doing the the teaching. Now, luckily, like we have another seventh land. No, no, not another. Uh, we only have one seventh land here in Indiana, who is uh, who is not here at the moment. <laughs> He's in Europe at the moment. Oh. But the uh, we have he he is very busy, so he cannot come to the dojo very often. So, but I at the moment I'm the main instructor, mm-hmm. regular regular main instructor of that dojo. It's not my dojo, so, you know, okay. uh, I just go there to teach. Sure. Now, mm-hmm. can, can you tell us some of the differences? You know, you, you came up in training in Japan where you said this is very traditional training, and you've, you've taught, mm-hmm. obviously, New Zealand, Guatemala, and the U.S. You know, wh- is, is there a difference between the way that kendo is practiced in Japan compared to the United States or, or even internationally? Uh, it's not trained differently. Uh, they trained like Japanese people train. Uh, more, uh, it's not like that. It, the people outside Japan try to train kendo like uh, school kids learn kendo and i think uh japanese way of doing kendo doesn't really work outside japan in what way the reasons yeah uh because most of uh one environment is different two the age that we start uh, kendo is different. I started kendo when I was seven. Hmm. A lot of people start kendo here in the U.S., maybe late 20s, maybe early 30s, yeah. maybe early 40s. Mm-hmm. We can't train like kids. And environmental differences in kendo, I mean, in Japan, kids train. Uh, without without learning why. And they just go repetition, repetition, and then as they grow, they will become like, you know, the senses they are actually seeing, learning. So they see a lot of examples around them all the time, mm-hmm. and they train almost every day. Mm-hmm. So without telling them what to do, they actually have examples around them and then they go, oh, that's the kendo I should be doing. Oh, that's the kendo I want to do. But here, we can't do that. We don't have that involved at all. Right. So we, we have to approach, I mean, traditional way of teaching, I mean, uh, traditional tradition itself, needs to be passed on, but the method should, has to be different. Mm. That's my opinion. That's my, uh, it's through my experience teaching in Japan, New Zealand, Guatemala, U.S. That's my opinion. Looking for a way to gain an edge on the competition? Want to give your body some much-needed relief and relaxation? 
Try Medical Resort ATAC, Okinawa's specialists in sports therapy and wellness care. ATAC offers customizable massage therapy. Try their oxygen chamber to increase metabolism, reduce fatigue, and promote faster recovery from injuries. Take their stretching course to increase flexibility and release muscle fatigue. ATAC also offers special courses in static and thermal therapy, foot therapy, and head therapy. Or try a session of ATAC's latest offering, acupuncture therapy, with their fully licensed acupuncture therapist. Want to find out more? ATAC is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Stop into their center located at 12830 Oroku in Naha City, Okinawa. Call 098-859-1890 or visit them on the web at www.a-tac.net. That's www.a-tac.net. Staff is fluent in English, Portuguese, Spanish, and Japanese. I'm, I'm curious about that because I, I listened to uh, a few of the the episodes of your podcast uh, b- before uh, you know before no, we talked the talk this morning. It's really good, and and I like the podcast because um, you know it's not that you're going in and, and telling people this is how you do a strike, this is how you do a this is how you score a point in kendo, but you're picking a topic or a subject and and discussing that and i think in that way it's it's applicable it's not just applicable to kendo people uh you know one of the more recent episodes you had was on ma another one was on stepping and and these are things that are not only applicable to kendo so i think that other martial artists can listen to this and learn about these principles Good. Yeah, I agree, and thank you. <laughs> yeah. But but the one where you got a little bit off of the the, the philosophical philosophical one was you were talking about uh, was it the I think the name of the episode was do non Japanese understand kendo? So, oh right. So is is there a difference? I mean, can you still if you're if you don't come up in this Japanese environment, can you still understand kendo and practice kendo? at the same level? Even if it's a different way, can you practice it at the same level as someone who came up in Japan? Uh, it is like, kendo, I mean, probably judo, uh, jodo, jodo, judo, karate, whatever. Uh, we have physical and mental aspects because we have, we're martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. If you just look at a physical aspect, uh, if you start I mean, I can't, I can't possibly win, or you know, win, like let's say match Shi, right? Mm-hmm. I can't possibly win those young Japanese university athletic, you know, like uh, kids. I can't beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I want to be like them? No, not really, because I'm 46, turning mm-hmm. 47. I can't be like. So I don't think if you look at you know martial arts is not only f- athletical in you know, physical fitness but at the same time mental uh, fitness as well you know like if you say mental maturity hmm. so it really depends on where you look at if you look at the physical side of uh, martial arts you can't beat those people who you know studied martial arts when they were young. Uh, my father started 
Nintendo when he was 55. Wow. 55? He, yeah. And it, yeah, he, 55. And he became fifth man before me for crying out loud. So, well, you know, we had different systems for older people back then. And we, right. uh, but anyway, uh, so he couldn't beat me fiscally. Right. I've been, I had been doing Kindle longer than him. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's not the one. It's not, it's not the only thing. He has more life experience. He's mm-hmm. wiser than I was. And, you know, we can exchange that through Kindle. And, of course, he has respect to me because he can't move like me. I have more experience. Right, and I share that my experience with him, and he share his wisdom with me. Right, hmm. like like respecting me is already wisdom. Older father, you know, respect me is wisdom. Right. So you know, these these things can be learned by anyone, and if Japanese people can do that, you know, let's say Kindle people can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you know many people can do it. So it's not because Japanese they understand more; they mm-hmm. can understand more martial arts. I think so about attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of non-Japanese people live like mass, you know, live the way of martial arts without knowing they're doing it. Kind mm. of. <laughs> so you know, it's. If you if you look at it like that, you know we learn things about life through masters. That's all. To sure. Me. Sure. So that's why if you if you do judo, you learn the same things but in a different way. Mm-hmm. If you do karate, you know I understand. You know I can't do karate, but I understand what you're trying to do and how you move. Of right. course, physical way as well as if you're trying to achieve something. Right. I can understand that from my perspective. So I think uh, if you don't have right mindset, you can't really learn from anything. It doesn't matter if you're Japanese or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and I think that even, you know, some of the, I, I mean, the first time I was in Japan, I went to a, a karate seminar in, in Okinawa and we were going to the the Budokan, which is the like the prefectural center for. It's a great big martial arts center, and then right next to the Budokan yeah. is this uh, is a baseball stadium. And as we're walking into the Budokan, mm-hmm. it's it's myself and a whole bunch of other non Japanese from around the world walking in in their karate mm-hmm. uniforms, and and then a whole bunch of Japanese kids in their baseball uniforms walking into the. <laughs> And we're both looking at each other and thinking, what the hell are you doing, kid? You you live in Okinawa. This is the birthplace of karate. Why don't you go? And they're looking at us. It's like, why are you doing that that stuff? It's like, you should be playing baseball. <laughs> yeah. Playing that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, I don't think it depends on, on where you're from. But, you know, the training is different. If you Obviously, if you have an opportunity to start anything when you're that young, it's going to be different than if you start it. When you're a when you're an adult, um, right, right. But you can still train seriously and get and and get to a, an extremely high level. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like, uh, you know, a lot of kids in U.S. now, they're very, you know, they have opportunity to do kendo. Sure. Even like, uh, let's say, teenager. You right. Know, they're really good. They became really good. Mm-hmm. So it's not really... And then I, I hate when people say, especially Japanese people say, oh, non-Japanese people don't understand kendo or you know, karate or whatever, the yeah. mass, Japanese martial arts. So I really don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't like it either. And, and I've been in the situation in Japan and in the U.S. where that happens. And uh, it, it's really easy to change their mind in karate uh, or judo because you put them on their ass. And then they realize, oh, wait, that foreigner might know something. Um, or yeah. You know, or in in the more technical things like Iaido or Jodo, you know, if if you can work out hard enough to get to the point where now you're doing it better than that guy who thought that foreigners couldn't do it, well, you know, right. that's, <laughs> that shows them, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want to ask now, um, so I think Kendo in the U.S., there it's – I don't think there's as many people practicing kendo as there are something like karate or taekwondo, but it's it's out there. But a lot of the kendo mm-hmm. clubs they're not in dojos. Okay, you drive you drive through the mall, uh, drive through town, and there's a, a taekwondo school in a strip mall here, and a karate dojo in a strip mall there. But you don't see that with kendo. The kendo's mostly run out of clubs and universities and schools. So. How can people find a place to train in kendo if this is something they're interested in? Uh, we have Ken, uh, all U.S. kendo federation website, and I'm, I'm sure if uh, you know uh, uh, the uh, listeners of this podcast uh, can find their own, if they're not living in the U.S., they can just go to like, let's say. Uh, Europe Kendo Federation or something like that. Mm. Uh, they we have Euro, uh, European Kendo Federation and then probably uh, affiliates federations are like Brit- British Kendo Federation. I'm sure uh, there is uh, Germany German Kendo Federation. So we I'm sure they have some kind of federation in their country. So just go to that website mm. and we have a list in US. Uh, we we have a list of dojos at the website. So uh, that's a good start, uh, a list. So they belong to Kendo Federation, which is good. And so if you cannot find, my advice is if you cannot find any dojos in your hometown, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's a good point. Because, you know, yeah, website is not always updated. So uh, I say I would say just email to the federation and find out if they have something going on around your city, and they might give you good information that you know the website cannot tell. So I think that's a good start. Absolutely, and especially because. It is very spread out. There might be somebody in a situation like you who's a high-ranking kendo but living out in the middle of Iowa somewhere, and maybe they don't have a dojo, but the federation will know where they are and who they are. 
and so they, you might be able to right. start putting people together. And you might have to drive, folks. You might have to drive 30 minutes or an hour for a good workout, but if you want to right. learn it, that's what you're going to do. Right, and it doesn't have to be like, every, you know, probably uh, most of the uh, dojos, like in Kendo, in Kendo, we can't train every day. Mm-hmm. A lot of, because uh, we don't, unless they own the dojo and own the place. So right. we can't, even I can't train. I, we, our training there is like Tuesday and Fridays. It's only two <laughs> two times a week. Right. And so, uh, you know, even one once a week or twice a week, and then you just learn uh, basics and then just practice at home and then go back to the dojo and then your sensei will correct you, I think that's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. So using using those training times with your instructor to get, get corrections on what you're doing wrong, but it's, it, it's going to be up to you to work right. on it on your own in between. Right, especially now we are in a you know, pandemic. <laughs> now we have technology remotely, you know, train people remotely train now. Right. Uh, so if you can ask nicely to your teacher, can you can you check my form? You know, we can do it now. We have technology. So yeah. as a, I don't, the pan- pandemic was bad, but this you know we they they gave us possibility to learn remotely. So yes, just. Just go ahead and start, I think. Yeah. I, I agree. So what we've been doing for our, our karate classes and Johto classes is, is we're doing video classes. So we set up like a, a go to meeting and we have the instructor that can be at the dojo by himself and then the other people are, are joining mm-hmm. from home. And it, it's great to see the people set up their, their workout areas at home and join in the class. And right. And it's really good because it starts building those muscles of working out on your own at home. Uh, right. that, that's one of the positives that can come out of this is people start getting more, being able to self to train by themselves more. Right. And then a lot of people think, oh, we got to train at a dojo. This is a training place is a dojo. The dojo can be anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. So your home is a dojo. Dojo is a place to train yourself. So right. it could be anywhere, right? You know. So that's a great point. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the the podcast, but not only the podcast. You also have a website. So the podcast is Kindle Podcasts, uh, and the website is yeah. Kindle Dash Podcast dot com. But I know it's also available on a number of other podcast uh, <laughs> services. So you can probably find right. it a number of places. Uh, so how did you get started with the podcast? So podcast is uh, one of uh, uh, my, one of my students uh, told me, why don't you start podcasts? You know, cause I had a website called kindleguide.com. That's mm. how I started. Well, I started uh, uploading video before that when it's called Google video or something a long mm. time ago when I came to us. And then uh, after that, and I started KindleGuide.com, and my one of my students says, "Oh, and then I start, I did a YouTube video. I have a lot of lot of instructional videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and 
And then my one of my students said, no one is doing podcasts. A lot of people uh, listen to podcasts. And I didn't know. I don't listen to podcasts much. So mm. I didn't know. And he gave me the advice. No one, you know, I, I listen to podcasts. And then uh, no one's doing Kindle podcasts. So why don't you start doing it? And I'm, that's, that's the uh, start of doing podcasts. Yeah. It, and in fact, I was... I, I, I stumbled into yours because, you know, I, I do the chop talk, which is, it's not just karate, it's everything, but I was looking at some of the other ones, and I like, Kendo Podcast, that's interesting, I clicked it, and it, it gave some of the descriptions, you know, uh, such and such, hosted by Hiro Imafuji, I said, Hiro Imafuji, wait a minute, I know that guy, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is right at... I started listening. I'm like, wait a minute. This is this is the this is right at the time that we're trying to organize the Jodo tournament. And I'm like, oh, uh, sim- oh seminar. Okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's okay. And uh, and so the podcast is great. But you also on the the website kendo-guide.com has even more information. Right. And and that YouTube channel. I was watching the your YouTube channel where you're. Uh, I think if you Google, um, uh, I'm not Google, but the I'll go on YouTube and put. Kindo Guide for Beginners. So you have a whole a list of videos that you've made uh, that are really helpful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and some of them are not even, you know, it is technique. Okay, so you can, you know, you can learn how to step and slide and do the strikes. But, but you even break it down, which is something I had difficulty teaching people how to do, which is put on the uniform. How do you tie the hakama? Um you know, especially when we get female students, I can't just, all right, well, take off your pants and let me show you how to put, (laughs) (laughs) but, but now I'm going to recommend your video. I'm going to, I'm going to send, I'm going to say, all right, I'm like, all right, you know, all right, Ashley, Isabella here, watch this video, learn how to tie your, your, your pants correctly, you know, so I don't get charged with sexual harassment or something. Hey everyone, like the show? Enjoy hearing interviews with martial artists from around the world? Then share it with a friend, family member, co-worker, everyone at your dojo, your fellow karateka. You can find new episodes every Sunday at choptalk.podbean.com. That's choptalk.podbean.com. And don't forget to like the show on Facebook. Thanks. Also offer on the website some some books, which is like the I think Kindle Guide for Beginners and and some videos. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about about the the books and videos? Yeah, uh, Kindle Guide for Beginners is uh, uh, I think this is exactly what I learned from my teachers. Like I mentioned, like Ninth Dan Sensei. Uh, so it's again tra- very traditional. Uh, traditionally, we do in Japan. And I wanted to put things together so those who cannot go to, I mean, you know, like I said, even our dojo provides only two times a week. Uh, They can't really, you know, they forget. And can they come twice a week? No. Uh, So I wanted to give some, you know, instruction books. And I just, I, I made... I was already making websites, so I just uh, edit 
lot of it and add pictures, new pictures, and then publish. That's what Kindle Guide for beginners. So beginners have to know everything in this book. And if you know this, you know, these techniques, you will be fine as a beginner. So that's how I came up with Kindle Guide uh, for beginners. Okay. And videos as well. Yeah, videos. Uh, I had a bunch of videos. I had already a bunch of videos. So, right. And I just put them all together. And, of course, I had to um, uh, upgrade some uh, instruction videos because they were old. So I, I kind of put an effort to make instructional books I and mean, instructional videos as mm-hmm. well. So uh, whatever... My the whole idea is that you you should learn. I mean, like we creating environment, learning environment as much as possible for those who don't have easy access to the dojo. That was the right. whole idea, right. and I believe that basics is really important. And if I did, I I'm sure. Um, I learned Kindle from the you know those old school people who used to use sword, mm. uh, you know. So it's very traditional. And then when I learned, when I started learning Yaido, I had no problem with using Yaido. Uh, the way of cutting mm. is the way I learned Kindle. Okay. Uh, so you know, it, it was easy shift for me. I mean, you, I can do both at the same time because I don't have to change much. Right. Uh, so, you know, the basic, if you do these basics, you should be fine. That, that, that is, I think, because Kendall came from the Samurai Swordsmanship, even sure. though a lot of people don't like Kendall now because it's just, just a sport. But no, if you look at the physical side of the kingdom maybe it's just a sport, but we have the same blood. Yeah. Um, right. So I think the basic is pretty much the same. Uh, the way we use the sword and the way we use shinai, which is a bamboo stick, but mm-hmm. it's the same. So uh, I put all this information into this book. So I think it's I made it like that. So. Well, very interesting. Well, I, I need to get that book and, and read through it myself, and, and and maybe after I've had a chance to to read it, we can have you back on the back on the show to to talk about the the book specifically. Um, now, oh right, thank you. <laughs> in, in, and you mentioned in in your website you were talking about keyhone oriented kendo or or basics oriented yeah. kendo, and and this it sounds like that's what you're talking about about how to use the sword is the same in kendo versus iaido. Are you seeing a difference where now there's a lot of Kindle people who don't do sword, they don't do Eido, they don't do cutting or anything. They start with Kindle and they only do Kindle. Are you seeing a difference between people who are looking at it more as a sport compared to this more traditional view of it? It is. Uh, unfortunately, Kendo, uh, the concept of Kendo is to discipline the human character through application of the principles of the katana. Mm. But the katana in a Japanese sword, this bit is really lacking at the moment. Mm. Uh, a lot of pe- 
a lot of people think a lot of Kindle people don't even touch the real sword. Right. Do we have to touch the real sword? No. <laughs> do we should, do we have to know the concept? I mean the uh, principles of the katana. I think we should. Mm. Because without this katana idea, Kindle is not culturally valued anymore. You know, it's a stick fight. If people say it's stick fight, it is a stick fight. We use a bamboo stick. Right. But this concept is very important. Kindle can be Kindle because of the concept. So, yes, a lot of people don't know, but they think, uh, Kata is boring, and Iaido is boring, and, you know, um, Kendo is more, uh, hitting each other is fun, and I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's good that people like that, I mean, you know, some people like this karate, you have Kyori karate, you know, competitive karate, and ko, uh, Kobujutsu karate, right? Right. So, some people like competitive, some people are competitive. I think it's a, you can train physically, you know, it's a motivation. You can physically train yourself to win, and that's one phase. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we don't have this cultural value, which is martial arts, kinder is martial arts, mm -hmm. we have to train our mind as well. Right. So we have to provide that part of kendo or martial arts to the kendo practitioners, mm. which is lacking because we want to, as a population, kendo, we want to grow a population, I think, of kendo. Sure. People like competition. Right. Let's have more competition. That's an easy way to grow, right? Right. Judo became popular after uh, it became Olympics. Right. Yes. You know. <laughs> so that's kind of a dilemma. To me, I think we, we should do both. Mm. Uh, it helps Kendo by doing Iaido because we understand what Katana is. And Kendo will help Iaido because... It's competitive competition. We have an opponent right in front of us. We have to maintain our, you know, mind calm, you know, and we have to focus. You know, all essence fighting part is very important in martial arts. Right. How to calm yourself in that, you know, fighting situation. So both help each other to me. So I think Kendo should be. Uh, start teaching Iaido. I mean, we have Seite Iaido, which is Kendo Federations. Right. Kendo Federation Seite Iai. Kendo Federation Seite Jodo. Right. And the Kendo Federation don't promote those to Kendo people. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. That's why I, why I want to ask. What's the deal? Yeah. So... Uh, because you do, you do Jodo, I learned Jodo from Nakanishi Yasushi Sensei, I think. Okay. He was eighth dan, 
I think eighth man in Jodo as well. Oh wow! He was ninth man in Kendo. He was yeah. He was ninth man in Kendo. Uh, he was eighth dan or seventh man. I don't remember. He was, he was just high grade holders in. He Yado knew what he was doing. And Jodo as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he could kill people, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he went. This delegation came to New Zealand, and they showed us Jodo. Okay. And that's how I hooked up to Jodo. I really want to do Jodo, by the way, mate. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to I get. I have a book. I have an instruction book. I have a DVD of Jodo. Yeah. I have a Jodo. I have Joe with me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, we need to get together. I wouldn't mind brushing up on my kendo skills either. <laughs> it's uh, you know, you're you're talking earlier about uh, you know, competition versus the real martial arts. You know, I I, I don't think I'd ever enter enter mm. a, a kendo tournament, but I've done a little bit of kendo, and it's a great right. it's a great workout, and it's a lot of fun. So even if somebody <laughs> is you know, older and is not expecting to, you know, go to the Kendo World Championships, you can, you can have, you can have a great workout and learn the martial arts part, you know, without the tournament or, or vice versa. But, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you see can, uh, tournament as a part of your training, so that's the, I think, important part everyone should know. It's not, you don't train for winning. In tournament, you train, you do train, you do CI or tournament as a part of your training. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, well, uh, Ima Fuji Sensei, I think uh, our hour's about up, but I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to talk with me today. I, do you have any other Kendo stories or anything you want to add before we close the show? Oh no! Just I want to say that uh, I don't. Probably uh, your audience is uh, non-kendo people, most of them. So I want to mention that um, you know we have this discussion always in kendo, kendo world uh, itself. You know, like we said, iaido, kendo, they don't like each other for some reason. <laughs> well, reasons obvious. Yeah. You know, oh, kendo is not real martial arts. They're just, you know, hitting each other and it's just a tournament and blah, blah, blah. And kendo people say, oh, that's, you know, Kory or Yaida is so boring. But it's, right. we came from the same art, you know, and mm. Jodo as well, yes. Yaido. Yes. Uh, you know, everything, all the martial arts came is a combat system. So uh, I think we, if we understand each other like that, and then of course, Jodo as well, I can learn a lot from Jodo. Of course, my main muscle is Kendo. Right. I watch karate video, man. Uh, mm. You know, I, was, I buy karate DVD to learn how to move. Mm. Uh, you know, we can, like, you know, Kuro, Kuro Obi World on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I mean, you know, we, you guys have a lot of schools, so I don't know if you like it or not. But I, and as, as my study, I watch those things. Uh, and I watch uh, judo as well. Uh, I watch uh, Aikido mm -hmm. because I want to improve Kendo. Right. And so I think it's for us, good time to get everyone together to learn from each other rather than point at you know each yes. other and go that's not a real thing you know? yeah 
if we were, we are doing you know what we are doing real thing. I mean, of course, there are fake people, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> what the heck are you doing, kind of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if we are doing a real deal, we understand each other, right? So I think it's about time for us, the martial artists, to get together rather than pointing at each other and finding differences. We just, you know, get together and then, you know, find similarities and then work together and then learn from each other. I think that's what I want to do yeah. uh, before I die. <laughs> You know, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, all of us that are in the martial arts, whatever martial arts we're in, we have four, far more in common than we have different. You know, you know, even you know exactly. the, the the amount of time and effort you're putting into kendo training. You know, it's the same time and effort that somebody else is putting into karate training, and you guys have a lot more right. in common. Then you realize, even though you know one has a one has a sword and one doesn't, it, it's, um, yeah, the 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 bickering back and forth needs needs to stop. You know, you know, we need to right, join right. together. I agree. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> well. All right. Well, in, in that case, I'll I'll let you go and and thanks again and uh, hopefully you and I can work out together soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully everything is over and then, you know, this pandemic thing is over and then we can get together. And then, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it, man. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks again to Masahiro Imafuji for joining us today. Everyone hearing me now is obviously interested in the wide world of martial arts podcasts, so please check out his podcast, The Kendo Podcast, at www.kendo-podcast.com. For Kendo training tips, tricks, books, videos, courses, and more, check out his webpage, Kendo Guide, at www.kendo-guide.com. And to find more about Imafuji Sensei's dojo in Indiana, go to www.gotokukan, that's G-O-T-O-K-U-K-A-N-Imafuji-dojo.com, or www.mudokwan, that's M-U-D-O, kwan.com. Please like and share the show on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever you listen. Write a review and give us a five-star rating. We have some great guests and some very interesting discussions on this podcast. So please help spread the word. Thanks for listening. Nihidibiru and mataya. Chop Talk is brought to you by the Kosho School of Karate's premium martial arts training equipment. Frustrated with the low quality of the big manufacturers, the hassle and expense of custom-made equipment, or the months-long delivery times offered by the Japanese brands, if your order ever arrives at all? Kosho offers Makiwara, iron sandals, specialty punching bags, and other premium martial arts training equipment, all at great prices and great delivery times. Kosho equipment is guaranteed to be high quality and heavy duty, exactly what serious traditional martial artists demand. Contact the Kosho School of Karate for more information. Go to www.koshoequip.com or email koshoschoolofkarate at gmail.com. Kosho, premium martial arts training equipment for the serious martial artist.